guys. What's going on? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Raising Who. I'm Dee. And I am Mo. And if this is your first time listening, hey. And if it's not your first time listening, it means that you've come back after listening to all of our other episodes. That's right. And we thank you for that. We because appreciate we really, you. really enjoy sharing our thoughts with you and you sharing your comments and feedback with us. Yeah. So, on today's episode of Who's Raising Who, we're going to talk about something that a lot of people out there can actually relate to. Especially me. Especially <laughs> Mo. <laughs> this episode is called The Overrated Twenties. They are just... Not to be confused with the Roaring Twenties as in 1920. Yeah, no, completely different. Not talking about the archaeological times of 1820, but talking about the age group. 20s. Yes, what being in your 20s is like. I know that for me, people always say, when you're like 15 and 16, you look forward to being in your 20s because you're, you know, you can drink and you can go out and you can have fun. And people tell you, 20s are going to be great. You're going to live yeah, yeah. it up. It's going to be a yeah, blast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They also don't tell you that the 20s are also the time where you have to it's, it's a lot of building in your 20s because mm-hmm. you're trying to set yourself up for the rest of your life. So you don't want to get to 30 and have done nothing because you've spent all of your 20s turning up because that's what everyone told you you were supposed to do. So the 20s are kind of like this. I saw the perfect quote on Tumblr. It's like you're too old for people to feel sorry for you, but you're too young to be taken seriously. Oh, that's a good one. Whoever put that out on Tumblr, cheers. Yeah, shout out to you. Because it's this weird age group where, like, you don't really know nothing. You don't really know nothing. You don't really know anything. But you're still an adult. So sometimes, sometimes you're looking around. You're Mm -hmm. like, I wish I had an adult to help me with this. Uh You're like, wait a minute. I'm the adult now. I'm the adult. Is there any other adult to help me? You're looking around and it's only you in the room. Well, here's the funny thing about the 20s, though. You can't get to 30s or 40s or 50s unless you pass through the 20s. They're just rough. And the funny part about what you're saying is I remember my mom telling me the same thing. And in your 20s, you think for all those times that people told me, I don't know. I know now because I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. (laughs) And every day. Lies, lies, lies. Right. You're an adult in the eyes of the law who says you're no responsible. You're an adult in terms of voting. You're an adult in terms of drinking. But in terms of L-I-F-E, you know nothing Nothing at all. At all. Yes. So you're just stuck every day. It's like, okay, I don't know if I should go to happy hour or apply to grad school. Like, that's literally the conflict. That's my 20s in a nutshell. It's like, should I go to grad school? Please or, understand that the child really go, is a lot deeper than what she just said. Or go to happy hour. You know what I mean? Should I go to this new happy hour? She doesn't hour realize spot? how this sounds until we play it back, but I'm saying for the record, <laughs> she is deeper than you know, happy hour or grad school. Or that's grad like, school. But that's know. what it feels It's like, should I spend this time having naked fun? naked or lollipop. It's no, very drastic. I just but. mean, should I spend this time having fun and enjoying it, or should I spend more time focused on building it's and, a balance. And, and creating it's a balance. some stability here. It's just rough. It's rough. So you're kind of like... It's a balance. But what did I tell you as a person who's heading into her mid-20s now, right? 25 is mid-20s. 
Yes, I know. Because after that comes the 30s. The thing about it is that it goes very quickly, huh? Yeah. It goes really fast. Sure, but in the middle of it, where I am, I'm almost smack... I'm in the middle of my 20s. I feel just like I'm on a Ferris wheel. So let's talk about this. Is it... And and this is an honest conversation. Sure. All right? Is it overrated because... A, it's not what you thought it would be, or B, it's not what others said it would be, or C, it's not living up to someone else's expectation, or or Child. is it that C, D, all of the above, <laughs> fill in the bubble, D, all of the ding because, ding ding, because, everything you said, yes, 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 because all of it's overrated. Because well, well, this is the thing. Okay, when as a parent. In my 50s, I'm giving you advice on the 20s. I am giving you advice based on, number one, what I lived through in the 20s, which was, let's do the math, people, 30 years yeah, ago. because it right? was different. It was very different. It was different. It was very different. So, so there's that perspective. There, I think that's the biggest piece, is that in this age, like, because the 20s, what is the age group dynamic? So okay. the 20s, I am generation... I think it was... Who am I? I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. So, go ahead, read. What does that say? Millennials are in the age group of 18 to 34. Baby boomers are in the age group of 51 to 69. And Generation X... So, let's do it in age order, because that will make it easier for people to follow. Millennials are age group 18 to 34. Generation X, age group 35 to 50. Baby boomers ages 51 to 69. Right. So, in that, which makes perfect sense. And then what is Generation Z is like. And Generation Z are those born in the late, late 90s, 90s early 2000s. And the studies have shown, according to the American, Sci- uh, what is it, American Psychology Association, the APA? The American Psychological Association. So, the Business Insider did um, an article, a study on how millennials are the most stressed out generation. And it was from a study that the American Psychological Association did um, called Stress in America. It was a survey they did, if you want to go look it up. And it said that no... Verbatim is what it says. No generation feels um, those effects more than millennials. Across generations, concerns about money and finances are the biggest cause of stress. But money and finances have remained the top stressor for millennials since our survey began in 2007. So I think, sure, that no one's saying you guys didn't have stress or whatever the case may be. But how it is now, it's a just different kind of stress. And I know, I feel like I talk about social media every single episode, but it just, it's completely changed every single aspect of our lives. Dating, jobs, personal relationships. Like, like, social media has changed the game for everything. And so... For your generation. For our generation. Yes. Because the generation the after me... millennials. Yeah. The generation after me, they grew up with social media. 96, 97, you know. Generation getting, X, the 35 to 50 age group. Yeah. Yep. So, Generation Z, the late 90s to, you know, early, early 2000s. 2000, they don't know anything. They, they've had they, some social media. Technology and social media and all that stuff. And I think they're going to be more stressed than the millennials. And but it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense that they would be. But I think for us, because we saw how things used to be, 
we got used to how they were and then everything changed with social media. So we literally had to adjust like halfway through. Mm-hmm. Like the generation before us didn't have it, so you right. guys weren't worried. Right. The generation after us had it, so they're used to it. You're We're the in the middle You're where the we didn't have piece. it. And then it came and we had to unlearn everything we had been learning all of our lives and get completely to that point. Up to that point mm-hmm. and get completely used to this whole new way of things being done. So we're kind of we're this weird mix of the old and the new and I think it has us very stressed out because they told you know they told us to go to school and go to to college and get a, a degree and so you can get a good job. That was the way that worked for generation X, which is 35 to 50 and the boomers. That worked for you guys for us by the time we got to that point. And, you know, by the time we hit 17 and 18 or whatever. 2009. Yeah. So, but probably from, let's say, like 2005 to 2009, like whatever. Degrees, everyone has a bachelor's degree. Because y'all had instilled it in us so much to go and get bachelor's degree. By By the time we got them, everyone had, like... Well, everyone has that. So what you're saying actually so makes they, true. You know what I mean? Because if what, when we look at who is having the millennials, let's talk about that. When we look at who's having the millennials, it's the baby boomers. And the baby boomers is the biggest generation. Right. There are more people in the baby boomer generation than any other. But in, So for the boomers yeah. to have had all of these children, that's why there are so many of you out there with degrees. Because we all said the same thing. Get a college degree. Get a college degree. Great. This is the way you're supposed yes. to do it. So we did that but by the time we did it times changed Changed. so we are all now stuck with these degrees and pissed and pissed off because we're ending up having to work at mcdonald's and beg for minimum wage because our degree everyone has degrees now yeah. Because we were pushed to get them, which is great. Because in our as generation, a plan. Yes, you and know, and because we got them, it and would now put it's you like, ahead. We right. said it would put you ahead, and now it's like, okay, well, we really don't need. We actually could have taken. We actually could have started. Nowadays, you don't need. You can build your own brand, your own business, whatever, through social media, which is great. But we could have started that at seventeen. Instead, now people are doing it when they finish school at 23 and 24, but you're more of an adult now. So it's very hard to like focus on those other things that you want to do because you got to pay bills and you got to do, you're 24 years old, you know, you're 24, 25, whatever. Well, I think that a part of what and I do recognize that what I'm about to say may just piss you off totally, but that's why we have these conversations. Let me drink some water. Let me hear Drink some water, girl. Take a sip, sip. I think that a part of what adds to the great stress of the overrated 20s for your generation is that you all want everything now. You want to start out with everything now. You don't want to work your way up to getting the apartment with the stainless steel and the granite and the everything. You want to start out with your own place, your own fully furnished apartment, your, you know, big screen TV, your car, your, you want to start out with all of those things. Whereas for us, we worked our way up to those things. I remember me and Andy Kate talking about when we went to look at an apartment, we shared a one bedroom apartment. One person had the pull out in the living room and the other person had the bedroom. So let me ask you this. So how much was that apartment and how much were you making at the time? I made, um, probably around $12,000 a year. 
at the time. She was probably making around like $12,000 or $15,000 a year at the time. She was probably making, because this was before I had Omar, so I know Mars no 30, so that's, you know, before that. So um, this was 30 years ago we're talking about. It, yeah. You were on an income between the two, say between the two, you guys brought in $35,000 a year. No, between the two of us were pro- well, okay, between the two of us were probably like 40. Okay. And how much was your rent? Um, I want to say, I think the rent was something like $500 a month. <laughs> do you hear what she said? Do you know? Nobody could do that. Please no, days. no. But wait, I didn't finish. Oh, go ahead. And for those, okay, we had to, that was kind of a different kind of situation because our parents weren't here. So we were, right. okay. So, but, but for those whose parents were here, they said, you know what, let me live at home for a little bit longer. Which more people in our generation are now doing the same thing. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Your generation started out by saying, I want to hop out there and do all of this. And you got well, out there and went, oh. Because we thought, this because stressful. you guys did, just see how you said it, you guys did it. So it's not like what we were saying was unrealistic. It's just once we hopped out there, y'all also realized, damn. It is a little expensive. And some you guys didn't really realize some until of, we opted. But there. some of us said to you, parent, some of us as parents said to you as kids, why don't you stay home? Why don't you wait? Why don't you? But going back to what you said, you were in the mode of, I just want to be on my own. I just want to be out there on my own, on my own, on my own. And which was fine, except the reality was, hey, you know what? Not so fast. You need to just slow it down a little bit. So we as parents looked and said, all right, I hear what you're saying. You two shall learn just like we did. Yeah. Our parents gave us advice that we didn't take. No, but but I think I understand where you're coming from. A lot of us are, we did kind of want to be yeah. more out there and more independent. Sure. You know, no one wants to live at home with their parents right. when they're 24 or 25. Like you want to be out on your own. What we also didn't realize is the job market out here is trash. So we were probably hoping, okay, I'm going to get this degree. It could maybe land me a job where I'm making thirty five, forty thousand, where I could be able to live on my own. Yeah. Except your degree isn't getting you that much these days. Yeah. And the so funny part we hopped out is- there and said, well, I have this degree. I should be making X, Y, and Z. And the, the life said, girl, you thought. Who the, no. Wrong. Great. That degree means nothing now. So it depends. So it was, it was a shock to us. And it depends on what people got their degree in. But as a person Very working in the world of HR, what I have noticed is that the liberal arts degrees, the non-technical degrees, the... Um, very broad degree. Those are the people who I see the resumes coming into my office going, I will take a job as an admin assistant when my degree is in political science or that's been you know, my struggle. My degree things. was in political science, you know, criminal justice or so something. So I applied like that. for a job at something like a bank and they go, Oh, it's not business administration. Why do you want to work here? It's and I'm like, finance? well, which I hate that question in an interview because obviously, I mean, I want to work here because I need money. Like, right. I need a job. You know, I need, I, you know, have bills to pay, but. That people ask me that question all the time. Oh, well, why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z? Well, because I can't walk in there and get a job. Like, do you think that I didn't look there first? Like, did you think that I this was my first choice to do something that's not in my field? No. We, when I was working in retail, 
there were people in retail with like degree, I mean, master's degrees and everything, yeah. working the, at a department store. The job, because this is the thing, to go back so to what you said. So the job market has not only job, affected us, I've I was seen getting it ready to say you guys too. And that's what I was getting ready to say. The job market has changed drastically. For so, everybody. So, so let me talk a little bit about that. The job market has changed so much because in uh, industries have been able to, professions have been able to become more specialized. Everything has is connected. There's a domino effect. Sure. They have all of these courses in college and more degrees that are more specific. They're more, you, back in the day, you used to work in the area of personnel. It was hiring. No, it's benefits. You can be a benefit specialist with a SEB certification. You can be a generalist. You can be, so all of these categories have become more specialized. In becoming more specialized, employers are now in a position where they are able to pick, choose, and refuse who they want to hire. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day, the the the, the market was, was more narrow. It was, I can get somebody with a degree or I can get somebody who hasn't been to college and they just have a high school diploma. Right. No, they have, I have all these people with degrees. So now they go, okay, in order for me to wade through all the people with degrees, let me get more specific. What is your degree in? in? And then they dig a little deeper and they go, oh, no, that we know that all of these people have degrees in this thing that we want. What kind of work experience do you have? Yeah. That's where the people who were dedicated and went from elementary school, I'm going to just stay in school all the way to high school, into college, were at a little bit of a disadvantage because those who said, let me work part-time and go to college Mm part-time, they were getting the work experience while the ones who were strictly... School, focused school, on school, school for the four years they came because home. that's what we were told that's, worked which it, it did work yes it worked for some time but the mo- yes because you got your degree in four years right you were and then you out. were out you could find a job like that you have a bachelor's degree oh my gosh we'll take you the most frustrating thing for me has been getting a job with a degree going into a place with a manager who has no degree okay is older they're usually in that generation Boom. x that oh, 35 X, to 50. X, yeah, 35 to 50. They usually don't have a degree and are the managers or Because they have managers. worked their way up. up. But they could do that 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Now, no way. And again, I'm going to go back to social media. A lot of people are now just creating their own opportunities. Yes. They're creating their own jobs. And your generation and is better at that than my generation was. Yeah, but then the generation after me is going to be perfectionists at it. There are people that are... YouTube stars and Vine stars and Twitter famous that where companies are finding them yeah. to come and work for their company. So it's not as easy as, okay, I had this experience. Let me go apply on their website. A lot of these companies, now they can find who they want yeah. through social media. Yeah. So even if you do have the skills, you got to have maybe some type of following. You have to put some something out there. You're right. Something. Because even the way that they recruit is no different. Before so it different. was, I'm going to tell you what I want. And then all of you now have to come to me. But no, it's like, oh, wait a minute. You don't have to come to me. I have to go to you. I'm going to go so find exactly. Put, who I want. You have to show me what you have. Yes. And then I then come to you and go, hey, yes. listen, you look as if you'd be able to do X, Y, Z. Are you interested? I can't so tell you how many people I follow on social media who in the past three, four years started some type of blog, you know, just three years ago, maybe on Tumblr or WordPress or whatever, started some type of blogs, are now writing for New York Daily News, The Atlantic, Essence. They're being featured in magazine, all because you literally have to create your own 
job. You create almost. your own presence. <laughs> you, you have yes. to create the own marketing for yourself. So if it's you no longer about the resume. Right. It's resume about let me put void. out there and show you what I do because yes. no when you apply to jobs, I know when I'm looking, I'm just like, they want okay, your LinkedIn or what's, your Twitter exactly, pages. What's my or, LinkedIn? What's the Twitter? Yes. What are you doing? Let me see who you are. And to, let that, me see, right. to that end. And let me see who's following you. Listen. Because they really want your audience. Well, okay, Nine. so depending on depending on what they're getting in, they may want your audience. That's for those who are in, let's say, the business realm of things. Yeah. On the other hand, companies are also looking at who's on your Facebook, what kind of pages are there, what kind of presence do you have on social media? Are because, people interacting with you? And well, because, and they're also looking at what kind of person are you outside of work? Because when we look at having a real conversation who's raising who here when we're having when we look at what has impacted look at the nba look at the the basketball players the football players it's not their talent on the field and on the court that has compromise them it's what they do off the field and off the court it's that personal life what's that picture look at the latest thing that just happened with the tweeting about his you know girlfriend and know the dynamic that changed with the two basketball players swaggy p and what's his name and oh, the photo about- iggy's oh, Iggy yeah. yeah okay, okay. so how do you know that listen <laughs> look I, I keep... And then he oh, called him Swaggy P. That's what he calls himself. That is what he calls himself. Nick Young. Okay. I didn't even know the real one, but I knew Swaggy P. So... Swaggy P. Is it Saggy or Swaggy? Swag. That's what I said. Swaggy. Okay. okay. So... Jesus. Going back to all of this, you when you put certain things out there, they go, oh, I don't want that. Mm. I don't want to be associated with that. Very so true. no, it's not even so much about, but I can do the job. I have the skills. I know yeah. this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah. And you're also bringing with you a reputation and a temperament that I don't want to taint my company there and my f- business. Football player. I really don't know his name. I think he plays for the Dolphins, but his wife. Oh, um, likes Lord. to go on rants. Yes. She's very I loud. I think her name is Micah. She's very loud. She's on, and she's, he's good. Yeah, I forgot. He's yes. a co-host on another podcast I listen yes. to called Tax Season, which is a really great podcast. I enjoy listening to Tax Season. But she was a host on a recent episode. Well, the latest, the latest, and he got cut from the team. He got cut her from the tweets. team because of her, because right. of her behavior in the stands. And and they no, said no, not even in the stands because no. she used to go on Twitter rants. That's what I'm saying about the team. But I'm saying it was Twitter, and it was also just her behavior. So it's both of them. Yeah. It's their behavior. It's how she responds. And so what, I think the deal that he has now, one of the conditions is she had to delete the doggone account. Probably. No, I'm know. telling you. That's oh, what okay. it was. That was one of the conditions. But so yeah. again, it's about what kind of, what are you bringing? What kind of baggage are you going to bring that may embarrass the team that may cost um fans to go i'm just not even going to support this look what look what happened with um our guy on the ravens ray rice and that's you know what i mean so and by the way i am a diehard ravens fan hello hello so again (laughs) it impacts how people feel hello hello. (laughs) i don't know the song that ravens make it's a cough. I'm sure it's not hello. Hello. It could be a but, cough. Okay. I don't know. But, but bringing it back full circle, times are completely different now. Yeah, they are. They're completely different. Yeah, they are. You literally have to create your own. You have to market yourself. You have yes. to be your your PR, your <laughs> your PR, you know, your MR, your MD, the writer, your the editor, editor, the yeah, everything. You just have to be a one stop shop. 
put yourself out there on as many social media platforms are out there because they're watching. I've seen it happen to people that go from 300 followers on Twitter. They maybe start a blog, start writing, create buzz and end up getting a job or being on a TV show or something. So it let happens. me ask you this. Do it you happens. find that your generation, given that there is so much of this and there are so many more of them that are successful at this age than my generation, the boomers, do you find that for the most part in general, members of your generation are more helpful with each other in terms of supporting them? In their promotions? Um, I think so, because social media, you can retweet people's stuff and reblog and repost okay. and stuff like that. So sure, more helpful. But I think there's also, we have more of like this entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. So we're really into like, the, I, I, I know a lot of people, I, I probably, it's a, it's a good amount of people. That are just starting their own things, whether it's a podcast or their own. Well, the studies have said that your generation own. has more entrepreneurs than it's any easy other, to it's know. easy to do these days. So I think that's an awesome thing for our generation because we're able to create our own our own markets. We don't have to be stuck in sitting in offices. At, sorry if you're listening to this in an office. I was. Once no, you. but but no, but here's some people, the thing. The, the, that's some for some people. And that's again, what they if do. you if you did not listen to our episode on dreams, yes, please do listen to it. It's in our podcast library. If that's your dream, don't let anything that we're saying about oh, I don't want to be stuck in an office. That's kill just your me dream. personally. That's just her dream, right? I you know do, she I, did not. I work in an office, and trust me, the things yeah. that I've been able to do for her, she has not turned her nose upon them. Yeah, sure. So I have it, no. Problem. I work I in an office. It doesn't office. bother me. My husband right. works in an office. It doesn't bother him. Shout out to the cubicle gang. Okay, but for me, Morgan, it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, it doesn't work for everybody, and that's fine. But you're right. There are a lot of stresses that this generation has. And again, it's because things and times have changed. Definitely. So this is why I feel like the 20s are overrated. In a nutshell, I just think that the times are a little bit... Studies have shown this and proven studies this. So this shown. is... Yeah. I, I used to just think, okay, am I going crazy? Like, it can't be this hard. I've applied for 500 jobs and I've heard nothing. Like, it can't be just me. It's not. Statistically, it's hard. It's different. And there's going to be different struggles with the next generation and the generation after that. They're so, probably going to feel like it's harder for, th- for them. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, how come, I'm, how come I'm driving and those people are flying in their little planes, you know, right. above gonna little feel like hovercraft. It's, it's too hovercraft. So hovercraft. for the, uh, the little hovercrafts <laughs> where they're just like, oh, let's do air time. No, I got you. But so I just want to say to those who may be listening <laughs> and you're in your 20s <laughs> and you're feeling like you're the only one going through this again. That's the reason that we do the podcast. You're not alone. You're not the only person going through this. Right. And because there are people who will be smiling and don't want you to know that they're struggling, don't believe the hype, too. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there who are having a hard time. And so as we see the changes taking place, California just passed a minimum wage to go up. New York, they're doing some, some compromises around that, too. 
we're looking at your generation has said, listen, I'm not working for $7 an hour. Right. It's just not going to happen. I can't, not even that. I can't live off of that. Not the way the that things are. The cost of living are. is so expensive. It's ridiculous. I'm going to be living in a box for seven. I can't even get gas. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then you want to move home to your parents who are trying to downsize. Right. And it's like, to okay. Save, cut their cost. Exactly. It's, it's crazy. So you're right. When you look at these things, do not feel as if you're the only one. Right. You may not have anybody to talk to, but that's where you can reach out and shoot us an email. Because truly, when I tell you, you're not alone. It's real. The struggle that you're feeling is real. It's real. The stresses that you're feeling, that's real. Very real. The pressure that you're feeling is real. The anxiety that you're feeling as if, oh my gosh, why is this, am I the only person that this is happening to? You're not the only person that it's happening to. It's happening to a lot, a lot, millions, thousands of people. The difference is in how you approach it. Yeah. Don't let it break you and understand that you are on the road to life lessons that will serve you well because the 20s, again, are a part of that foundation that you build on to get to the 30s, work through the 40s, enjoy the 50s, and really just... Swoop yeah. in and you rock can still the have fun. This is why every once in a while, it's like, okay, just do that thing. If you get a chance to go on a trip or to go to a concert or a show or something like that with your friends in your 20s, like, don't drive yourself crazy in your 20s. That's right. Still enjoy it because you are, you're still young. And you know you're what? The young. time is going still to pass. enjoy it. You know, the other thing about the stress is I just, I just want to say this because... It's, it's also something that I don't know how many people are talking about. You know, have people in your generation who are getting some serious ass diseases and dropping dead from heart attacks at a much younger age. They're stressing out. Don't, don't do it, folks. Yeah. Don't do it. You know, that we're looking and we're going, what do you mean? What? In their 30s and they had a heart attack? Exactly. They're stressing. Oh, my gosh. What do you mean? They have an ulcer. Or and people that have anxiety and they're They have this anxiety, and depression. It's and rough. It is very sad. Listen, at the end of the day, did you wake up this morning? Are you breathing? Can you move your arms and legs? Can you blink? Can you hear? Can you see? Those things are priceless because there are people who they can't do those things and they wish that they could because all the money that they have in the bank can't bring back that health for them. So don't underestimate these things that you're taking for granted. Take some time to just give some thanks. Won't you do it? And just be grateful. They're still overrated, though. Don't get it twisted. It's overrated, <laughs> but the first, the good thing is, at least now you all jointly recognize and know that it's overrated, like collectively, so it's oh, not just right. you. It's, it's not, not just you. Yeah. Not at all. All righty, so we're going to move on to... We're going to break it down. We're going to break it down. We're going to move to that segment. So let's break it down for the people that I know. Break it down is actually a segment where Mo and I talk about a topic that we give our view on, our personal view, our rant, if you want to call it. It is like a rant. On this thing. It is probably for a good two to five minutes, no more than that. Again, it's just a shot. It's just a sharing. And we totally invite your comments on the Break It Down segment. Right, so you want me to go first? No, child, you can take it. I go first. Okay, so I'm not sure. Most of my break it downs usually have to do with pop culture. I spend a lot of time on Twitter, so 
I don't. You know, Twitter's full of the jokes. and Facebook always gets stuff late, so I just don't have time for oh, Facebook. okay. But um, Twitter is where I... Twitter is like my one-stop shop. I get my news, my jokes. If they could just make it my, more than 240 characters, we'd so be Wow. Happy. You know she doesn't use Twitter because it's 140 characters. And there you have it. All right. Stay on Facebook, girl. <laughs> get your life. I'm not on there either. <laughs> okay. Stay where you at. Okay. So... Um, Nina Simone, there's a, mm. a documentary on Netflix called What Happened, Miss Simone. We acknowledge Just, that the comments that she's about to share may piss some people off, but remember, this is our break it down. Oh, who are going to piss off? I don't care. Next. So oh, okay. um, there's a great documentary on Netflix called What Happened, Miss Nina Simone. Great documentary about her life. And um, they... They, I'm not even sure who's doing this biopic. Do you say biopic or biopic? Biopic. Okay. I don't like how that sounds. Then say it the way you like. But I don't want someone to be like, it's biopic. Again, Morgan. are you saying it for them or okay. are you saying it for you? Well, I'm going to say biopic. Okay, there you go. If you don't like it, me. It's her accent. So, accent. So, um, they're trying to do this biopic on Nina Simone and her life. That, for starters, the family doesn't support. So that should already tell you something right there. Just like Lifetime tried to do that Aaliyah movie that the family didn't support. Get your life. So the person they have cast to play Nina Simone. Wait for it. Is none other than Zoe Saldana. Now, I love Zoe Saldana. Okay. I think she's a great actress. She was great in whatever she was in. I don't know. Was she in? She, she was, was in good. Some stuff. Yeah. Some stuff. She's great. Columbiana. Was she in Crash? I don't know. I she was in so. Columbiana yeah. or whatever. Great movie. But. But. If, if you, again, watch that documentary, or you're just familiar with Nina Simone's life, um, the reason why Zoe Saldana playing her is very problematic is that Nina's career, she was treated the way she was because of how she looked. Her wide nose, her large lips, her skin was dark. She was treated a certain way for those features, for her blackness. And by Zoe Saldana, and even the pictures that they've shown of it, they've kind of like... Tried to make her Make darker. her skin darker. It and it's just working. really weird. There are so many other actresses in Hollywood... That you can play Uzo from Orange is the New Black. She plays Crazy Eyes in Orange is the New Black. And she has an amazing, like, opera-style voice. Wow. And I think she would be great. Somebody mentioned Lauren Hill if she would show up on time. Because you know how Lauren... She does. has been. She's been doing good. Oh, okay. Um, would play a great Nina Simone. I mean, there are just so many other people already in Hollywood that this would be a great opportunity for them no shade to Zoe Saldana, but this just isn't your lane, girl. This just isn't, isn't, it's not right. It, it just, it kind of takes away from Nina Simone's career as a whole, which was based off of her blackness and her very black features. Which and you don't have. Which she does not have. Yeah. And you're going to take someone who doesn't have them and put them on her when there are plenty of people who do have those features. But that's the essence, that's the core of Nina Simone's music, her career, her life. Her life. So again, watch that documentary, What Happened, Miss Nina Simone, because it covers everything and it has interviews with her daughter and just really good 
Good. It's an excellent, it is an That's excellent, an awesome excellent documentary. documentary. It was on um, Netflix, I think. Yeah, was yeah, where yeah. we saw it. So, know? again, Zoe Saldana, girl. Bye. Okay, break it down, Mo. <laughs> it's broken down deep. <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to break down is not as deep. But here's what I want to say. In your circle of friends, there are always going to be people who will give you advice. It is up to you to decide honestly, quite honestly, what advice you're going to take and what advice you're going to leave on the table. It's that simple. And for anything that you decide to pick up and take and keep, remember, you can put it down, leave it, and kick it aside at any time. The only reason that it stays with you is because you choose to keep it with you. The reason that I'm having this conversation is because so often we stress ourselves out and we complain about, well, why is this this way? Why is this this way? Why are you on it? Why are you holding on to it so tightly and so closely like it's a very close friend that you must keep by your side day in and day out? Throw it away if it ser- doesn't serve the purpose. If it's not lifting you up, keeping you strong, inspiring you to keep it moving, then put it aside. If it's not taking you to the next level of consciousness that you need, then put it aside. If it is not serving some positive impact in your life, if it is not serving some lesson that you need to learn, you don't need it. And just because that person may see themselves as your friend, not all of those that we call friend may have our best interest at heart because if they do, then when you tell them, you know what, I really didn't appreciate when you did X, Y, Z, they would respond accordingly by acknowledging and saying, I'm sorry. That's good. If that doesn't happen, they may not be the friend for you or it could be that you have outgrown them. And if you have, it's okay to put them aside and move on. Yeah. That's a good one. Friends. Thank you very much. How many of us have them? Let's be. All right. That's why I home and she sings. (laughs) Moving on to the next segment of Who's Raising You? Who? Called Ways to Raise. And for those that are new, again, what's Ways to Raise, D? Ways to Raise is the segment in our episode where we leave you with some tips and techniques for how to handle the topic that we discussed. So for today's topic, it was the overrated 20s on ways to raise. We're going to leave you with some tips and techniques on how to handle and navigate those stresses of the overrated 20s. Hey, here we are. All right. Ready to be raised? Let's do it. Give it up. Give it up. Okay. So, (laughs) ways to raise. Listen, we have a ball. And we're told that you all hear our laughter and hear our joy. (laughs) I know sometimes you also can hear the fight that we be having in this uh, conversation. But anyway, so on ways to raise. One thing to remember is whether you choose to spend this time in your 20s pondering it, stressing over it, enjoying it, accepting the things that you can change, letting go of the things that you cannot change and loving and living life anyway, any combination of that, the time is going to pass. The time is going to pass. And what you don't want to do 
is to look back and go, I wish I had known that it would have been okay. It's going to be okay. Definitely. I, um, for the past two years, I make a jar at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's a good and, one. And, um, and I write down anything, j- just little things, like little accomplishments that may happen along the way. Cause sometimes you get to December and you remember things from like September to December, but you realize like, man, good things happen. And so even if it's small stuff like today, I, you know, I got, I went to the mall and I found a parking spot. I found a parking spot right in the front. And come home and like write something like that down in the jar. I got to the bank right before it closed. Yes. And I was able to cash my check or whatever. If you still get your checks cashed instead of direct deposit. But that's none of my business. But. <laughs> you know what? That's not, a, that's not my ministry. <laughs> um, but yes, I got to the bank right before it closed. It. Or I finished reading a book that I've always wanted to, you know. That I said I was going to read, I finished yeah. reading X, Y, and Z. Those are accomplishments. Or, those are accomplishments. Yes. I bought a dog. I got a new TV. I finished that drawing that I started. Yes. I finally finished that thing that I was that knitting. I've always, you know, I finally to learned how to play handball. Right. I finally gave up. So I stopped drinking soda today. Or today I was going to say, like, just write down little. I had two glasses of water. If you're, if you know, if you're supposed to start drinking, well, I exercise today. It doesn't matter right. if you didn't exercise for five days. You did it today. today. That's and one day more date. than you had before. And put it in the jar. And at the end of the year or in December, just write, just go through and look at all the little things that have happened to you that year. And so when I go back and I look at most of them, sometimes I forget. I may do it once a week or just whenever something comes up. But when I go back and look, I'm like, wow. Overall, like, like you're gonna remember the, the things that didn't go so well that year, of course. But it, it does feel good sometimes, especially in your twenties, because since we're so stressed out all the time, mm-hmm. there are some good things that come from being in your twenties. And so, just writing those things down and reflecting at the end of the year or whenever, just tap into the jar and look at, okay, I had a really good month. Look at all these things that happened to me, and just, just. Being appreciative of the little things along the way. Um, and just like you said, realize that it's not it's not so bad. Because here's the it's thing so about bad. the techniques that we're sharing with you. The stress can be relieved when you do these things. Right. The more you go on that mission of looking for the good and looking for the little, the simple, and the magnificent is the more of them that you will see. Yeah. I'm sure many of you have heard you will... Find what you're looking for. What you see depends on what you're looking for. If what you're looking for is bad things, you'll find plenty of them. If what you're looking for is the negative, plenty of opportunities will come up for that to manifest. So if you start going on a mission to find one miracle a day, if you go on a mission to notice something today that you have not noticed before, you would be surprised at how quickly that jar will fill. Yeah, one of my best friends, when we go like on trips together, usually at the end of the trip, like on the last dinner or whatever, or even every single, actually last year, we did it every single day. She would ask us what was the pit in the peak of that day. So you have to name something that didn't go so well that day, but then the peak of that day also. Um, so this is not to take away from the fact that things are going to be stressful, but, you know, like another one of my friends say, it's a marathon, not a 
sprint. That's right. So That's right. getting to happiness is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so there's going to be exercises and things that you're going to have to do along the way. It's going to take some time. It's not just, well, today I'm going to be happy, and it's so. You might, you're going to have to do some work. you got to get there. I know for me, that's what it is. I'm working towards happiness. And, and so these are little things that I do along the way to, to get there. You don't just wake up and be Buddha. And we're all on a journey of yeah. happiness. Every day yeah. presents opportunities for us to tap into that happiness. It's just that we don't notice it. Right. But we really, if you wake up and you can see the sun in the sky, that's a happy moment. Mm-hmm. If you can hear the car outside or hear a child or hear the birds, that's a happy moment. Right. Because in that moment where you may wake up and you're deaf, trust me, all of a sudden being able to hear becomes the most important thing ever. But for every day that you can hear, you don't even give it a second thought. That's like when your nose is stuffed up and you're like, I, I took breathing out both nostrils for granted. Okay. I hate having a stuffy nose. Alright. Then it goes from one nostril to the other nostril. And all of that. Okay. So anyway. again, when we talk about ways to raise, we're talking about everyday things that you can do. This is not for those who are blessed by the Holy Lama. Is that Holy his name? Lama. Is the Dalai? <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. The whole <laughs> <Jolly> Lama. <laughs> it's time for us to go. She totally <laughs> killed the whole Zen vibe. Alright guys, we will see you in two weeks. Oh gosh, if the Holy Lama will let us. <laughs> I don't even They're, they're gonna it's unsubscribe. They're unsubscribing right now. Um, so you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher at Who's Raising Who. You can send us your questions and comments. And thank you for sharing your comments yes, with us. And we your love advice. It. We see the advice in the inbox. Yes, we, we are do. going to do oh, that my goodness. within maybe the next episode is when we're going to start uh, reading the letters. But we've been reading them. We see them. Thank you for sharing. And just giving some advice and answering your questions. So thanks again for sending those in. And um, please yes. keep raising each other up. Definitely. Looking at everything around you in a whole brand new light. And please do continue to tune in with us as we share our moments on who's, who's raising, raising who. who. We're so corny. The who. It's been great. Don't listen to her. It's been great. Thank you for joining us. Look forward to being with you again soon. All right. Yeah, bumps on rock. Ooh, yeah.